0: Welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Howdy, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's episode of the podcast slash vlog, I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of the things that I've learned as well as my opinions on. When you're doing some sort of maintenance or maybe modifications or changes to your vehicle, the pros and cons of OEM, original equipment manufacturer, versus aftermarket manufacturers. Um, So, you know, when should you buy, you know, those, in my case, Nissan parts or Ford parts or Chevy parts versus when can you cheap out a little bit? When could you buy those aftermarket parts, save yourself a few bucks? When does it make sense to do one or the other, right? So that's what we're going to talk about today. So without further ado, let's get into that all things overlanding is brought to you by red arc power management solutions rugged bound supply company rooftop tents awnings roof racks and more overland addict premium overland gear last u.s bag overlanding bags and equipment northology overland trips and a monthly overlanding magazine All of these companies are really amazing, so I highly recommend you click through the links in the description below to learn more about each of them. All right, if you're watching on YouTube, you may have noticed that things look a little bit different. Um, I have actually moved into a new house and I haven't quite figured out the studio yet. The wood wall is gone, that's at the old house. Uh, So I have some things to figure out, but it's not bad. I'm okay with it. The lighting's okay. I've still got, like I said, some things to figure out, but uh, we'll get there, guys. I promise. So thanks for bearing with me. Thanks for coming along. And uh, today, let's talk about aftermarket parts. Um, So for those of you that don't know, I recently switched vehicles. uh, Before, I had an 05 Nissan Xterra, four-wheel drive, obviously. uh, Modified up pretty well for overlanding rooftop tent, built-in drawer system in the rear, you know, a -a two-and-a-half-inch lift, 33-inch tires armor all around, sliders, bumpers, winch, that sort of stuff, right? So pretty well equipped for overlanding. And then very recently within like the last month or so a little bit less than a month I actually upgraded or switched out I guess you would say it depends on the way you look at it whether it's an upgrade or not to an 08 Nissan Frontier so the pickup truck version. Um, this thing is rad. It was built by PNP Engineering. They make amazing armor and bumpers and sliders and racks for the frontiers. Um, just super cool truck that was built by, you know, a shop that specializes in Nissans. However, unfortunately for me on my way home the engine blew up. Uh, it was not a good time. I did not enjoy it. I, you know, I, I, I definitely had some, some curse words running through my brain as the truck was losing power and starting to tick on the way home. However, I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm not going to talk about it too much. I'm not going to just stay on that topic. We're going to move on. Um, But I love the truck. It's awesome. It's it's kitted out really well. It's Titan swapped, which for those of you that aren't Nissan people means that it has the underpinnings from a full-size Nissan Titan pickup truck underneath the smaller size Frontier. So heavier-duty components, heavier-duty brakes, brake lines, uh, suspension parts, upper control arms, lower control arms, all those parts are higher quality. Uh, and beefier than the stock Frontier parts are, which was part of the reason why I switched from my Xterra to the Frontier in the first place. My suspension parts were starting to wear out. There was quite a bit of work that needed to be done to it. So I decided to make the jump. Um, so, but again, I have started to look at parts for this Frontier. I had kind of gotten to the point where I felt pretty good about the Xterra. Again, obviously, except for the uh, all the suspension parts and U-joints and things like that that were going bad on it. Um, but that is a good lesson to be learned there too. So part of why I think I was starting to have so many problems with um, the Xterra, essentially the kind of the report that came back from four wheel parts was hubs are bad, U-joints are bad, Uh, upper control arms, lower control arms, bushings, ball joints, pretty much all of it. Anything to do with suspension components aside from the actual coilovers, which I spent some money on those. those, I had Niztech MK84 coilovers up front. I had a brand new General Springs Leaf Pack in the rear with a slightly used... Uh, set of Bilstein 40600s on there in the back. So, you know, I, the components that I replaced with quality parts were still fine, right? But I had done UCAs with some cheaper Freedom Off-Road upper control arms, and I actually think that they were probably fine. I greased them a few months ago. I haven't heard any noises. I haven't noticed anything bad about them. There's no leaking. The the uh, ball joints are still fine. So I'm not 100% sure that that was accurate, but lower ball joints probably... Could have been done. I don't think I ever did those. The hubs, I did really cheap. I bought, um, and I'll link to them below if you're interested in getting the cheaper parts. It's, you know, I, they lasted a few years. So it's kind of one of those things, right, where you have to literally sort of weigh out. Does it make sense to spend a significant amount more money on the OEM or, you know, name brand stuff? Or does it make sense in some cases to save that money and buy aftermarket parts, right? But I had bought. I think it was like a set of hubs, and again, I'll have to go back and look at it, but somewhere in the ballpark of like 120 to 140 bucks for a pair of them, and then I had swapped them out myself, and on the Nissan, it's pretty easy. It's pretty straightforward, actually. You just kind of pull off the, the rotors. You pull off the calipers. All the, the brakes and everything come off, and then it's four bolts. You undo that, and the hub comes off. You put in the new hub. Put everything back together and you're good to go so it was actually it's a little bit of a pain in the butt but it's pretty easy like there's no pressing in bearings or doing anything like that you're literally just replacing the entire hub assembly on the xterra um but so again i had spent like 120 bucks well guess what a few years later i mean to be fair pretty heavy use right pretty a lot of highway miles to get to places and then a lot of off-roading mud water crossings things like that things that are gonna wear out those components um you know, but they didn't last very long. Like, I've only had the truck for a little less than five years, and I've done all the hubs, I've done all the U-joints, I've had four-wheel parts do the lower control arms and ball joints for me, I did the upper control arms, I swapped in the, you know, the Niztec coilovers in the front, I swapped in the Leafs in the rear and the shocks, so, you know, it's one of those things, right, where you just, you really do have to kind of consider what is your best option, right? Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Um You know, one example of things that I'm looking at now in the frontier is the headlights and the taillights in it are a little beat, right? Like they've got some cracks in them. One of the rear taillights has some condensation in it. Um, the headlights have been polished. I actually talked to Kyle, the gentleman I bought the truck from, and he said he's polished them a couple times, so they're pretty beat up if they're starting to fade. There's probably not a lot of polishing that can be done to it, right? Um, And I will put links to these things in the description too, but I've been kind of pleasantly surprised that there are some really inexpensive aftermarket options. Now, the thing that I'm weighing out though in my mind, I've not bought any of those yet, but part of that is because I still have to get the truck fixed. I need to get the engine fixed. I just didn't want to invest any more money in it while it's still sitting there broken. Like there's no point in redoing the headlights if he's going to take apart the whole front clip again anyways. Um, But... Part of it is that. The other part of it is that these parts are so inexpensive that I kind of worry about their longevity, right? I worry about whether they're going to last for very long or not. Um, again, I will put some pictures up here on the screen. I will put links in the description of these things. These are likely what I'm going to buy. So there are a set of smoked, couple sets of smoked headlights, um, which I actually like sort of the blacked out housings. One is a little bit more expensive, but it has like the actual orange reflectors, which makes it look a little bit more OEM with like a black housing. Um, and then the second one is actually a little bit cheaper, twenty twenty-five bucks cheaper than that first option. Um, but everything's smoked, even the turn signals, which I know a lot of people like. Um, I just think that the for some reason I think that the the brighter orange makes it look a little bit cleaner, a little bit more OEM. Um, again, with black housings, I'm always a fan of black housings for headlights. Um, but so these are kind of the two options that I'm looking at for those. And again, they range from about 120 to 150 bucks, somewhere in that range, um, which is, I think, really reasonable. They even include bulbs and everything. Now, they're halogen, right? There are some LED options. The LED options get significantly more expensive. And my experience, and a lot of the things that I've seen with other folks that have gone LED, um, is that they tend to they, they tend to cheap out on a lot of the components and a lot of the assembly of those parts, right? So you may have some really fancy, nice-looking LED taillights, but then within, you know, 6 to 12 months, all of a sudden, one of your taillights, does, the brake lights just don't work. It doesn't illuminate anymore. Or they go out completely. Or you lose a panel of them or a couple of the LEDs. So it seems to be like something with the soldering or just, you know, those things that are made in China. It's really difficult to sort of say that they're going to last. So I'm honestly... Weighing in on this, I'll have a link to all these in the description so you can compare them all. I think I'm leaning towards the most inexpensive halogen taillights because they just look OEM, right? And if the bulbs go out, I can get new bulbs, but the housing's fixed, my condensation problem, some of the like fading and... and you know just the fact that they're beat up in the rear um, that should they should still last for a few years i figure at least and again worst place worst case i have to replace some bulbs no big deal right Um, there are like i said led options they're about 150 bucks versus 100 bucks so the led tails they're a little bit smoked they they're led so they look a little bit nicer i'm sure that the reverse lights are a little bit brighter but again, it just worries me so much that, you know, if I lose a row of LEDs, it's going to look terrible. Whereas with the halogen, I've got like two bulbs, right? So it's, i got backup and i got brakes. So I'm not as worried about those. So I think for the taillights, I'll probably go with the, the $98 version, the, the pair that is um, just halogen and just sort of OEM-looking replacement taillights. For the fronts, I probably will go with the black housing, about $150, $145 black housing with the orange reflectors um, just it's just a personal thing right if you like more smoke, go with 125 dollar ones that are linked below because those are pretty nice too and it saves you 20 25 bucks right it pays for a chunk of the taillights. Um, but so that's those are a couple of things that i've been looking at that i'm kind of weighing out um, on my xterra i had also done i had gone to aux beam led uh, full headlight replacements and i had those things in for three years and they were still running strong when i got rid of the truck so I think it's very possible that I may make that change. I may make a bulb change. So, you know, for about 125 to 150 bucks for the headlights to spend another 50 bucks on some really nice, much brighter LED uh, bulbs, I think is a good purchase. Um, same goes for fogs. I had some Aula, and again, I'll link to all these in the description below, and make sure they fit your application, right? Like my links will probably be to my Xterra before. I'll try and find your Frontier ones, too, and I'll, I'll describe them out for you. Um, but... I'm probably going to upgrade to LED bulbs in the front in those stock housings. But when you're looking at OEM lights, you know, they're significantly more expensive for basically the same thing. Now, again, granted, the quality should be better, right? This is a 2008 truck, so it's 13 years old. So the fact that the headlights have made it that long, pretty impressive, right? You also have to think about your use case, though. So in my case, again, I want this truck to last at least two to three years. If it lasts two to three years for me, that's a pretty good buy. And ultimately, probably what I will do is upgrade to a newer Frontier a 2022 or 2023 that's a few years old, save myself some of that depreciation, um, but get into something significantly newer so that I don't have to worry as much about, you know, maintenance and things like that. Um, so that's kind of my thought. So in my case, you know, if I, again, if I can get a few years out of it, then I'm happy. But if you have something that's, you know, a 2014 or 15 Xterra or a 2016 or 18 Frontier and you want something that's going to last for five to eight years, you may want to consider OEM, even though it's going to cost more. It's in the long term, it may still end up saving you some money because you may have to buy three or four pairs of aftermarket headlights, right? Um, so think about the timeline that you're going to keep the vehicle. Think about how long you need the modifications to last. Um, and then weigh out the difference in price, right? Like if the aftermarket headlights are 150 bucks and the OEM ones are 225 that's not that big of a difference. If the OEM ones are $500, you know, I could buy three sets of the aftermarket ones before I am going to make up the money that it would cost me for one set of the OEM. So then if it lasts two to three years apiece, granted I have to swap out the headlights, but that's not much of an ask. Um, I could get three sets of headlights for the price of one set of OEM, right? So be thinking about that stuff too. Timeline that you're going to keep the vehicle, you know, how long you need the modifications to last. And then how willing you are to to make the swap. If something goes wrong, are you just kind of taking it with a grain of salt because, you know, guess what? I spent the money and it didn't pan out, so now I have to buy something else. Um, Another example that I kind of wanted to touch on that I think is kind of interesting is, so Nismo recently, Nissan Motorsports, if you're not familiar, um, has started to come out with a lot of aftermarket parts for the Frontiers which is really cool. Like everybody, if you're a Nissan person, you've heard of Nismo, you love Nismo, you want the Nismo stickers, you want the Nismo parts. It's like SRT for Dodge Chrysler, right? It's like uh, a Raptor version of a Ford F-150, right? Like it's just their, it's their sort of their like racing heritage brand that builds aftermarket parts that still have some like factory warranty for our trucks. But Nismo has been dropping a lot of those parts. And again, I'll throw up on the screen here kind of what those look like. Personally, they've, they haven't been that exciting to me. Like, I don't love the new Nismo bumper for the 2022 or the previous body style Frontiers. Um, I feel like they're really expensive. That's always the case, right? With some sort of like a factory aftermarket option, it's always more expensive to buy that stuff, just like it is to buy regular OEM replacement parts. So you have to weigh that a little bit, too, unless you just really love a piece of equipment that they've come out with. Um, then you have gotta be ready to pay that tax, right? That that name brand tax. Um, but then you know there are a ton of options for aftermarket bumpers and armor and sliders and things like that, like a Hefty Fab or PNP Engineering, which is who did all the stuff on my Frontier. Um, and you know, again, bumpers are never gonna be inexpensive, right? They're never gonna be cheap. But again, compared to the Nismo stuff, I think that the Nismo bumper, and again, if I'm wrong, I'll put it up here on the screen. I think it's about fifteen hundred bucks. Um, you can get a PNP one that's really nice and it out with some customizations and things like that, and powder coated probably for that much money. Um, so there's just you know you, you have to weigh out the looks of it, you have to weigh out the cost of it. Again, thinking about longevity and things like that, steel is steel as far as I'm concerned with bumpers. So I don't think you're going to have a huge difference between a Hefty Fab or a PNP Engineering or you know any of those sort of bumpers and a an Nismo bumper. There's all a chance that the powder coat gets scratched and then it starts to rust. Um, So you got to think about all that stuff and sort of think about the price differences between the two, right? So, so far, you know, you've probably noticed that on the last couple of things I've talked about, I've leaned pretty heavily towards aftermarket. And historically, that's how I've approached these things. I've always been cheap. I buy, you know, sometimes I'll even buy like the brake sets on like an eBay or Amazon that are, you know, all four rotors, pads, hardware, that kind of stuff. 130 150 bucks for a set of all four like it's it's really affordable my Xterra had those brakes on it for the last three years and they've been fine um, If anything was starting to fail it was the calipers, which were still OEM So, you know, that is that is someplace where I've historically been cheap But I will say again with my experience with the Xterra with experience with other vehicles I've had my q50 right now. I did I didn't super inexpensive, but like half price of the you know, the big-name brand brake kits um, and mine has the the bigger, you know, sport brakes on it. And already in about 5,000 miles, I've started to get some squealing and stuff when I'm backing out of my garage, It's a little, you know, it's just, it's a sort of a nice looking car and stuff. I don't want it to be a squeaky junker sounding thing when you pull out of the garage. And I'm sure that with some higher quality rotors and pads, I probably wouldn't have that. Um, so I am, you know, again, historically, I've always been sort of lean towards aftermarket parts because it saves money because... You know, a lot of the times those things can last almost as long as OEM for a fraction of the price. However, where I'm going to kind of go the different direction on this is with things like, you know, turning, rotational, Items like your hubs, your U joints, that sort of thing. Um, When you talk to anyone that runs a shop, you talk to a four wheel parts, you talk to an independent sort of shop, you talk to a a dealership, they're going to tell you, like, you really want good name brand because it's a pain, right? You're paying a lot of the money that you're paying is for the the labor to install the parts. So you have to take that into consideration too. If you aren't doing the work yourself and you're going to pay a shop to install U joints or hubs or brake rotors or things like that, sure you could save a few bucks by going with aftermarket stuff but then you're going to pay the same labor that you would for the name brand stuff and if you have to if you if the name brand breaks last for five years or sixty thousand miles and the aftermarket ones last for two years or twenty thousand miles right then you're gonna to have to repay for that labor to reinstall those parts again in a couple of years so then in the long run you're going to end up spending a significant amount more money by adding in that labor right so with like again rotational things wearable things Uh, things like ball joints, things like control arms, things like, again, hubs and and brakes and U-joints, that sort of thing, I kind of lean more towards spending the extra money, you know, buy once, cry once, that kind of mentality, to buy the better stuff, especially, particularly if you are going to pay a shop to do the work. So, you know, again, Think about those things. If you're going to do the work yourself, that can save you a lot of money. That is, again, part of why I've historically done a lot of aftermarket stuff. Because I'm like, look, if I can get a set of brakes for 130 bucks, it takes me an hour, hour and a half to do a full brake replacement on my truck um, in my garage. I've got a lift. I can throw it up on there. I drop the wheels and tires off. I pull the calipers off. I pull the brake rotors off. I replace the rotors. I throw new pads in, go all the way around the truck, and you're done. Um, But if I was paying a shop, you know, three, four hundred bucks to do that work for me, then I really have to think about whether it's worth saving a couple hundred bucks once to buy the cheaper rotors, but then having to buy them a second time, a third time before I would have had to replace the OEM ones. So that is kind of my thoughts for the night on this. Um, again, I just moved into a new house and stuff, so getting you know used to the new place, gonna be working on this whole situation back here, trying to figure out what to do with this wall uh, to make it a little bit fancier for you guys, to make my lighting a little bit better and stuff, but I appreciate you sticking with me through all this. Um, again, there's super exciting stuff to come. I've got some great videos coming on the Frontier. So as soon as the Frontier gets fixed up, even if you're an Xterra person, don't, don't run away. There's no reason to switch, because they're such similar trucks, right? I actually may be doing some modifications to sort of reduce the tire size, because I'm on 35s right now. I may go back down to some bigger 33s than I had before, some wider 33s, um, just to kind of fit the look of the truck. So there's gonna be a lot of things that I'm gonna do to this thing that will be helpful for Xterra folks, Armada folks, Titan folks, you know. Frontier folks, obviously, will also benefit from this. But there will just be tons of great Nissan content coming, Walkarounds arounds of the truck, talking about mods, changing things up. I will always be doing DIY stuff, so there will be a lot of fun new ideas for how to DIY some stuff for that truck. Um, so again, stay tuned for that stuff. More to come. To kind of wrap this up, again, thank you guys for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks for listening. If you're on the podcast, in the description below are links to Facebook, Instagram, you know, my YouTube, if you're on the podcast podcast, if you're on YouTube, uh, I have a Patreon page, too, that I'm slowly sort of working to grow up to make like a really cool community of overlanders that just want to get away from sort of that elitist sort of bullshit, if you will, and talk to each other about mods and talk about ideas and and without judgment just kind of have a place to go. So definitely check that out as well. It's pretty cool. I'd love to have you in that group as well. Um, And make sure to hit that subscribe button. Click the bell to be notified when new videos drop. Again, there is tons and tons of new stuff coming. I've got tons of gear reviews coming. So stay tuned for a lot more information, a lot more helpful stuff for you, hopefully. A lot more overlanding gear, Nissan modifications, do-it-yourself stuff, tons to come. Um, But again, thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.